0: Time for hobbies and friends. Yeah, here with my friend Dag, as always. Dag, how are you?
1: I'm doing all right. I actually, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good.
0: Yeah, good. He says. Yeah. What's got you feeling good?
1: Um, going to the, uh, getting down to the Indy 500 and seeing a bunch of goofballs.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, hanging out, hanging out with the boys. It's a nice time. Nice time.
0: Yeah, I was really trying to get out there and I couldn't coordinate.
1: Yeah, it's difficult. I tried to find um, our good buddy Ryan, uh, but he was just in the other side of a facility that's about the biggest facility (laughs) in the entire world. So we weren't able to work that out around 300,000 other people but yeah, a good time. Didn't he yeah. uh, got um, the least amount of sunburn imaginable?
0: That's good. Cause you're basically just sitting in a wide open parking lot. So yes. Yeah. I can imagine it's, it's difficult to avoid. Yeah. It does look incredible. I, even since I was a kid before I was really into cars, I kind of wanted to go because my grandma used to always tell me they, uh, you know, they lived in, they lived in uh, Milwaukee and then later Chicago um, and my grandpa worked uh, for GE. Mm-hmm. And so he would get, uh, like, you know, corporate tickets or whatever. And, uh, they would go every year. Um, and my grandma was just like, well, you, you gotta, you gotta see it. It's, it's insane. And, you know, yeah. she's by no means a big car person either. <laughs> the weirdest thing she would always say is it's like, she would always be like, Oh, it's like so convenient. You can just bring a styrofoam cooler and leave it when you're done. And I'm like, it's like what she would bring up like every time yeah. she would tell me she'd tell me about the noise and then leaving a styrofoam cooler and i'm like why, why? <laughs>
1: like, yeah
0: well that's what is, um what is burning about that it uh, also so seems just kind of gross our, <laughs> our buddy
1: our buddy from that we went to bradley with was like giving brooks the list of things to bring he's just like yeah do you guys have like a cooler you don't care about <laughs>
0: But, um, like, it, it,
1: I don't know. I didn't see a lot of that. I'm sure the trash was ungodly, but um, yeah. most of what people had, they, like, took out. The people behind us did have a, a styrofoam cooler, and they did put all their trash in it. Um, and they actually had a, quite a fair amount of uh, uh, people working and coming by and picking shit up. So they were, like, cleaning it up as they went. I think that they know how to handle the debauchery after 107 times doing it. They kind of have a sense of yeah. <laughs> how to handle... Uh, yeah she, like, she definitely told me
0: she definitely told me this like it was some kind of like insider knowledge like that yeah. like that was like her trying to impart and i'm like <laughs> no i, I like kind of now i'm like i think no that's just you have the general 70s vibe of like like it's like you know like there's like i think a classic reddit post or something where someone's just like in mad men they like always leave their trash like on the blanket and then just walk away when they're done uh when they have like picnic scenes and uh <laughs> they're like was, were the 60s and 70s really like that and it's like yes, that people did just throw trash everywhere back then. So like <laughs> that it, it seemed less of yeah. less of like a uh, you know insider knowledge and more just like my grandma just admitting to more sins of the 70s. She's a big environmentalist for the most part. She loves birding, but she always brings up how bummed she is. She can't use DDT anymore because it was, quote, so effective. Uh, so, you know, sometimes she just like, let's let things like that slip. You know, she's done a, a decent job of coming into the 21st century for an 85 year old lady. But <laughs> she'll still let uh, the mask slip a bit into, you know, 60s, yeah. 60s mentality. So, yeah. but yeah, no, it did sound like fun. I am bummed off uh, that I'm going to have to try and do a better job coordinating next year.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah, it's it's got the bug in me. I'm like uh IndyCar is in Detroit this weekend racing uh street yeah. course and then NASCAR is in Gateway, which is on uh the Illinois side of St. Louis. Uh but that's five mm-hmm. hours. I mean they're both about four or five hours. They're just like out of reach. Well the
0: cars. Belle Isle one, I believe, is free, the one in Detroit. It's free yeah. this year
1: yeah um and it's oh, not on bell isle, bell isle is it's, it's a cool. it's a oh, it's, it's a road it's uh, yeah they're doing a road uh street circuit this year so um the, the interesting well, it was thing. Always
0: a street circuit on B- bell isle are yeah sure it's but, it's bell bell isle? It, but it's
1: actually in downtown so you can like see the, oh, the uh the gotcha. uh, demonic gm towers what are
0: you, you know, are talking about the rim center the, rules
1: feel that you can feel their demonic energy
0: I love the Rensen. It's like um, a beautiful piece of modernist architecture.
1: Yeah, uh, it's you get to ride cool the ele- as...
0: you can ride the elevator on the outside. It's, it's wild. It's not as cool as
1: the People Mover uh or that the uh, People Mover. Uh, that's
0: the, the worst part. Oh no, the People
1: Mover is funny <laughs> as hell.
0: um The People Mover is fucking horrible. I I, Last I, ch- time I, I the challenge. You couldn't even put a quarter in because the machine was just like so full of quarters; it it was like spitting out. Like, oh, yeah, because so just walked
1: because <laughs> how many people are wanting to be moved? No, I, um, I would pay more than a quarter to be moved by something right now. Um, I do contest that it, that it. I do contest that it moves people. It doesn't seem to move that many people, but uh, I don't know. The riverfront is. is if kinda, you're it's not fun familiar,
0: cool. if you're not familiar, it's like. It's basically so it was like built for a world's fair or something similar. All the best, and ever. and it's basically just like a Disney World like monorail type thing. But like people in Detroit do tend to try to claim it's a semblance of public transportation, <laughs> and it uh, it man. is not even as good. It doesn't even handle it as well as Disney World does.
1: <laughs> like, yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's it, actually, it's I mean, actually it is, pretty it's efficient it's to get
1: in and out of there and be separated from your money.
0: Yeah. It also doesn't really take you anywhere. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not very useful. Um, no. it, it, it does, it is kind of good for if like, say you go to the Tigers game and then you parked at the Greektown Casino because the town Casino is free to park in. Mm. If you go and put a, you know, a dollar in the slot machine.
1: Yeah. And if, you, and if that tip so, worked out for you, send us a dollar.
0: Yeah, Exactly. That's my hot tip. Does not don't bring the styrofoam cooler to the Indy Five Hundred. Park at the Greektown Casino if you're going to a Lions game, a Tigers game. I think you can do it for the Red Wings and Pistons. I think that they play like right across the street. I haven't seen a new arena, so I don't really know where it is. But yeah. but I think you can probably do the same. And you you know you can save yourself. You can avoid having to pay. Get your parking validated at the Kid Rock Rock and Roll Grill or whatever the fuck it is there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I would like to go to that race. Like at, at some point is it, it, it does sound like fun. It, like you were saying, I found out, I forgot that my friend gave me a Peacock login and I forgot that like all the indie cars on there. And oh, yeah. I do think indie car is a little more exciting to watch it's, than F1 um, and it's kind of a yeah, similar thing. The,
1: uh, the requirements of their strategy, uh, with refueling and, uh, with like only the two different tires um and
0: they like change the wings and stuff too in mid-race. They do
1: they do do a lot of in- adjustment yeah. inside of the car and also talk about it a lot. Um so I, I it is fun in the sense that you on the broadcast too like they they very much talk about what's being adjusted and what's happening more than you get an F1. Uh which is good if you don't like really know what's going on they'll kind of like explain it to you like you're 5 uh, which yeah. is great. Um, but yeah, also just like the racing is very good. Like the, um, people that were in contention of the 500, like (laughs) kept, kept wrecking, um, and just like changing the complexion of the race. Um, and we were, at least I was, I don't know if everybody else was, but I was very bummed that they kept wrecking on the front straight and in like turns one and two, because that just wasn't, it wasn't happening for us in turn three. And then, uh, Pato award tried to send it into turn three made a big swoop under uh under erickson erickson gave him no room pato put it in the dirt at you know what low 200s dip in tires in the dirt and uh he ate a lot of the wall really hard right in front of us so uh it was cool it was like a horrible huge incident but it was like right in front of our faces and uh you just experienced that in slow motion so i got i got like two pictures <laughs> of of them of him wrecking and then i forget who else coming after maybe it was rosenquist that got caught up in yeah uh, i can't yeah i
0: can't remember i don't know any other names
1: yeah yeah for sure but i just um, watched the
0: cars go around
1: but yeah it's it's really fun um good stuff if you do have peacock it's all backed up on there Uh and you can just plow through mm-hmm. it but yeah good time good time What'd you get up to yeah. over the past week or so?
0: Um, well, I've been pretty, pretty busy with work, but uh, um, I was trying to take some, you know, just relaxing time. Didn't really happen because Memorial Day weekend, it was raining a lot. Mm. Uh was, was planning on renting a boat, uh, but then, so I ended up going to a bowling tournament instead. It was a little, uh, it, it was, uh, it, I, I didn't do so well and I was, bowling with a couple people I didn't really know. So it, it was, you know, it was whatever, but, uh, mm-hmm. I did start running again, which I guess is sort of a hobby. I know like, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like on the fence about, uh, about exercise as a hobby. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of weird to me. Like, so I, I've always, I used to run in, in, in school. And I tried to get back into it a couple times, since and I haven't really had anything to shoot for when I did it um and so I kind of decided the a couple weeks ago that I was like gonna finally run a marathon because I've always kind of wanted to um and I feel like that's kind of a hobby like if you're if you're plotting out kind of more of a goal like that I'm more willing to like accept it but like it is it is weird to me when, like, you know, like, people on the dating apps or whatever would be like, oh, like, you know, I like to, like, work out and travel. It's like, dude, that's like describing that you, like, like to brush your teeth and take showers. Like, that's I, something, like, I actually do like everyone things. needs to do. yeah I mean, yeah, I mean. But it's, Showering you know, it's not really a, a is probably my main It's not hobby. just like a necessity. It's like a necessity of human existence. It's like maintaining... <laughs> Mental and fit, mental and physical hygiene. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, and uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah Some like level of offense.
1: working out I'm is offense. somewhat hygienic, um, but it's also just yeah.
0: Crazy. Like I think you know, if you're doing stuff like playing softball and you want to lift weights, like that was when I was lifting weights, it was because I was playing softball and wanted to be able to hit a home run, and I achieved that goal, and so Toxic. Toxic you know, fun. yeah. Yeah, it's true, yeah, true. Um, So, you know, I'm on the fence. I know there's, like, ways of kind of setting those goals, like, within just working out, but, like, I I don't know. And you can feel free to roast me. Uh, This is just one man's opinion. I am ultimately one of many hobby perverts, and I'm not going to tell you what should make you happy or what you should call uh, your hobby.
1: People always yell at the workout guy who has an OnlyFans um, because he's always trying to... Like one of the things those guys like to do is like uh also pretend like they're philosophers. Um
0: right. Yeah,
1: um, like I think yeah, I don't I don't we're not going to do that.
0: No, like I think uh I think what's just dangerous about it, what I will say with a bit of certainty, is that I think what's dangerous about when you get into working out without kind of more um I guess measurable goals. I'd say like like I have this goal. I have a goal of running a marathon, or mm-hmm. may, or I had a goal before of like I want to get strong enough that I hit a home run and things like that. Like I think that those are fine, but I see a lot of people who get really into working out, and it's kind of just an expression of like body dysmorphia or insecurity about their body in general, and they'll set goals to like lose a number, like a like kind of you know arbitrary amount of weight Mm -hmm. or, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong. You you realize you're just like talking
1: about my master's thesis, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Like I don't (laughs) think that there's anything wrong with like wanting to lose weight or, you know, feel better physically. Like those are great things. But like, I will say that and and this happens in other hobbies and stuff. Like if you kind of like don't set a real goal for yourself, you're just never going to be happy with the results and if you, you you never get into a point where you could be like, oh, I achieved something or like I got to a point that I could look back and see how far I got and feel happy about that and then feel empowered to move forward into a different goal. And I do feel like a lot of people I know who kind of like get into like working out w- with without those kinds of ideas, backing them up. They either quit, like, which I know is what, you know, a lot of your thesis was about, Mm -hmm. or I think they become like just very unhappy with themselves. And then they they get obsessive and, and I I don't think that's good, good for you. Like, um, personally, I'm sure you can set those goals and then move on to other goals, but like, you have to have it with like that kind of mindset that like, I'm not trying to like make myself more perfect, or I'm not trying to. Like achieve this like nebulous idea of physical beauty or mm-hmm. this place that I'll finally feel happy about myself. Um, because then you'll you just you won't. You won't ever. Yeah. Like I can assure you, you will never feel that. Like
1: Yeah. I mean and, I, and I think you can have like, like I think you can have a quan uh, qualitative piece. Um, but like a lot of what you're doing, um should be, I mean, at least somewhat measurable. But but it's also like um Like when it comes to goals, like you really, you need to have like a bunch of different ones. And, uh, that's not just to say a bunch of lofty goals, but it's like, you have long term goals. I want to run a marathon. You have short term goals. I want to run a seven minute mile. Uh, you have, uh, also like process goals. Like I want to work on my form. I want to, uh, I want to. Extend my stride, you know things like that. So it's like there's all these different areas that you work on, and that's mm-hmm. like almost anything you're going to enjoy. I mean, I think that's why I like doing hobbies is is fun because like there's always some part part of like figuring out technique. Like um, mm-hmm. that's when you can tell somebody's really hooked on a hobby when they're like, oh, I'm trying to paint this thing, but I want to try to do it this other way. I want I need to figure out the, mm-hmm. uh, the Bob Ross fan technique. Like once you try to figure out the fan technique, like you're in, <laughs> like you have you have goals right. that you're into chasing,
0: and th- that's like that's like not to I'm not trying to poke fun at or make people with those kinds of psychological issues feel bad about them. Like that's I understand that 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 you know those are difficult things to deal with, um. But like I'm trying to make a point, I guess, more that like I even see. You know, you see people who play guitar where they do similar things where it's like, oh, like I want to be able to shred, you know, it's like, well, what the fuck does that mean, man? (laughs) You know, like, like you have to set it's like we were talking about with Colin. It's like, okay, well, like maybe your goal should be like, I would like to feel comfortable at a blues jam or I'd Mm -hmm. like to feel comfortable. messaging people on facebook to say i'd like to play with you or you know like those are kind of things that you know will lead to you reifying your abilities and finding new joy in what you're doing and if you just kind of like look for i want i want to be a famous guitar player or something nebulous like that you're going to quit or you're going to be deeply unhappy the entire time even if you become say you even become a famous musician or whatever, like you're, those kind of, those kind of guys are like famously miserable, you know, <laughs> <Like laughs> that's you just have those kind of like true. deep resentment towards the process. Bonamassa bon-
1: bon won't tell you anything about his politics, but he's on Twitter doing the Elon. Hmm. That's interesting to, to all these these like, yeah. conservative talking points and like mask mandates. But no, I mean, but, it, yeah. but for a lot of people, like if, if you're getting into something new, um, you're honestly like you're, your first goal like especially if you're like just starting to work out is like do it once a week do it twice a week just like do it a couple times and like just doing it at first is is the first thing and then like Mm -hmm. making it part of your habit um and having a habit yes definitely keep doing that
0: i mean exercise is especially the hardest thing to to keep like i mean yeah, I mean, you know, have to if you fun. go
1: somewhere, you need to take your running, sh- you need to take your gym clothes and and like eliminate yeah, any yeah. any way that you could sit down on the couch and completely yeah. zone out. And
0: I and mean, in my case, anything. you know, a lot of it was uh I felt like I was drinking too much and it was impacting, you know, not my not necessarily my relationship or anything, but it was just like it was just sending me sending me down it wasn't active my brain was turning to mush my body was turning to mush, mm-hmm. and Listen, so i was like you know, know well. what's
1: that so has listeners know well
0: <laughs> yeah yes yes you've heard my mind turn to mush uh for a few weeks now anyways um you know and so part of like you're saying building the process in this case was you know i got like I can at least I can start to achieve that goal because I'm like, well, I, got, I have something I need to wake up at nine o'clock for. Because right. especially starting about now, uh, you know, I did it the other day because I wasn't my allergies were bothering me yesterday. And uh, I kind of didn't feel like doing it until about noon. But it was also the day that the that the Nike app that I was supposed to run five miles for the first time, which I haven't run five miles mm. uh they have like their they have
1: their own like um like marathon play a little
0: training program yeah mm-hmm. a little, I have four weeks to play with before the marathon I think I'm going to try and run so I'm kind of playing around with it but it said to run five miles and I was like I was like okay well I'll at least try to run and walk five miles and it was just so fucking hot that mm-hmm. like I ran I ran and walked a little bit of three miles still had an under thirty minute time I want to you know and I feel like that's pretty good for someone getting back. You know, I mean, it's obviously, imba- I mean, I've run a 5K in less than 20 minutes in in my who are, past. Who so are was trying just, you trying to know. prove this to?
1: Yeah. What? Who are you trying to prove this to?
0: Myself. Oh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but, uh, you know, no, I was just, I was, I was happy with that. Um, but it was so hot, you know, that like, there was no way I was going to make it five. Yeah. I just struggled to get through three, three. And so I was like. You know, it kind of helped me with this other goal where it's like, okay, well, like you need to be ready to go at nine o'clock, like you know, right. yeah. so you can go out, run, get yeah. showered by ten o'clock, and then start working. And yeah. it's like, and in the days that that's worked out, do. I have felt really good. I have these felt things really are all good, you know? part
1: of like routine. Um, and even yeah. if it's something that you like, if it's something that you like and it's in your routine, well, guess what? Like you're gonna you're gonna do it. Uh, because it's like part of your routine. Um, but but yeah. the important thing is that if it tells you to do five miles and you do three miles or you just skip it altogether, you have to just be like, okay, well, I didn't do that today. I'll just do that tomorrow or just pick up the next one or whatever. Like if you don't, right, like I knew, if it's a three day weekend, I knew going in a yeah. weekend and you like don't do your hobby, you don't have to be mad about that because like you need rest. That's like the reason they yeah. give us like, barely any three-day weekends is because we actually do need rest. We're like, um, whether you've been doing much or not, like, if you haven't been doing anything, your body doesn't make energy for you because you don't need it. And if yeah. you have been doing a bunch of stuff, whether it's working uh physically or working on the computer, like, the past few years have just, like, blown your body up and your brain up and we're all fucking tired and full of cortisol mm-hmm. and stressed out. So it's, like, find a rest. But, like, you just you just do the things the next time you're able and you schedule and plan time to do them. And I'm really bad about that. And, and that's something that I'm, that I'm working on too. It's just like, I, okay, this is yeah. time that I need to like work on, work on my things.
0: Yeah. Sometimes, especially with running, I will tend to give myself like more slack, you know, I'll be like, okay, well you didn't feel like doing it. So don't do it. And, yeah. you know, and I knew going in to that, when it said run five miles, I was like, probably not it's probably not even my best physical interest to run the full five miles right now you know no. i probably run the first week you know i think you're only supposed to really run about seven miles by the time you know you've gone from basically the couch not like i'm like a totally inactive yeah. person but in the couch to five the thing
1: is pretty good
0: yeah um but so you know i was like I was like, okay, like go into it knowing that we have, that I have, you know, two, three weeks to get to that five miles, but don't go into it being like, I don't want to do this. So I'm going to run a mile and a half, like, you know, like, and so I did, I really, and I really did want, especially, like I said, it was fucking hot. There was a gigantic hill in front of me. Um, and I was like, it was a, like I said, a mile and a half. And I'm like, I, you know, I, I could just stop. Like, and I didn't, and I feel better for it. And I feel mm-hmm. better about the fact that when I did finally stop, I was like, okay, well you went through a, a place and you still got to about where I still got to my goal, more or less. There was a realistic goal. And I know, but you know, next time I'm out, I, I learned stuff from it. Next time I'm going to be like, you know, I got to make it to four next week. You know, I, I got to make it to five by the third week and then be, I think just taking I, like, off the,
1: the summer that I was really, like I was going out and just going on hour long runs. Um, the reason I was able to keep building up was I was just like start. But at the point where I was starting to hit a wall, I would like look at my watch, and I just had a watch that just mm-hmm. had like a timer on it. It didn't have anything. It was actually the like yeah. watch I had for like when I was a kid, and it would just be like, okay, I've gone for twenty five minutes. That's not enough. I want to get to thirty. And then if I got to thirty, I'd be yeah. like, I think I can get to thirty five. And and that ended up actually being like Definitely. a great challenge. And that's like that's the great trick of like. When I talk about like, um, when I think about like services and apps or just anything in life that's really good at getting people to do tedious things, like the, the best mm-hmm. thing you can think of is World of Warcraft. Like World mm-hmm. of Warcraft, the way that all of the missions are set up, the way that getting gear and everything works out, it's like, well, I could go to bed, but I could also go and mine the last two things for this mission and while i'm there i can collect these minerals that i need to sell so i can do this other thing and then i need to run this dungeon and if i run that dungeon i can get my like t7 gear or whatever like it it continues to keep you immersed and wrapped up and you're not like thinking about things like when i ran with like a one of the older uh garmin like gps watches which was like a decade ago but yeah one of those big ass fuckers um, it was like your yeah. heart rate's this, and you're you've gone this elevation, and you've done this, and this is your rate, and this is this. It like it was like data overload. It's like I don't, I don't need, yeah, I yeah. don't need like a spotter I will on see. the headphones with me being like, all right, man, you need to do this or you need to do that. And I know there is good stuff with like keeping in like a heart rate range uh, that they yeah. can do, but like basically, it's like you you only need as much information as you do to like get the workout done, unless you're doing something very I mean, specific, which I'm not.
0: I know when my heart is exploding, Um, but Mm -hmm. I will say, okay, so the two things that I think have been slightly different this time. First one is I roam with the Ringo Dog, who is a Border Collie, and he's unstoppable. And so, honestly, he drags me the first mile, and then I'm in the stride. So... Hopefully at the marathon they let me have him run me about three miles before I take him off uh, because he's kind of like you know he's like the he's pulling the glider he's like the plane he's like the seven (laughs) forty seven that launches the space shuttle or whatever. Um, So that's that's been helpful because you know you know I'll just have him and he's keep going so I'm like well I'll keep going the dog's going he's tiny Um, but then. And I'm still kind of on the fence with this. I don't use it for all the all the runs that I do, but the Nike app has, like, a guy who will talk to you
1: during the runs. Like, he just, like, tells you to keep going? or
0: <laughs> It tells you all sorts of stuff. Like, I mean, he's, like, a coach. So So I was doing, like, interval training, and that was kind of more of, like, coach talk. Like, all right, like, you know, keep pushing. And then, like, at the end, they were like, oh, guess what? We're going to do an extra one. And I was, you know. And, and I did the extra one and stuff. Yeah. You know, and it, it yeah. felt good. And, okay. but like, yeah, then sometimes I cut them out on a couple of the ones. Cause some of the like more, uh, just like run this distance runs. He's like, he will be going on about like metaphysical bullshit about like, there's one where he's like, Oh, like what about if everybody in the world could take a run, man? Like think about what a peaceful it, place the world the, would be.
1: Uh, is it the Australian guy from the <laughs> headspace app? <laughs>
0: He's actually like that. no I he's not he's not Australia you heard that guy no oh yeah no i haven't but it, i mean it's, it's funny because like i do kind of feel myself like being like okay well like just run, keep running until he comes on and then i listen to him and that motherfucker won't stop talking and then then by the time he's done talking he's like oh by the way you just did like you know yeah right. five minutes of this workout right. and it's like you only got 15 more minutes now and i'm like yeah Oh man, I was like running and I was so pissed off listening to this douchebag talk to me that like I just totally forgot that I been I, I really do wonder what,
1: what the market is for like um like sometimes when you listen to those like meditation apps, they're like, you know, like imagine a whispering stream. You're at the edge of the stream. Oh yeah, he does and, it all the and time. A dragon, yeah, this guy's and a like... dragonfly wanders away. Let go of all your pain and troubles. Forget your friends who don't text you back. Like it's just like it's like we could like I know I could write those. I want and I want to because they're fun. Well, yeah, the guy
0: would be like, the guy will be like, the guy would be like, think about like the best run you've ever had. I'm like, man, dude, I'm running I, for as two days. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. I mean, like, obviously, I do remember a couple runs like from my school days, but i'm like dude man i hate to break it to you man but like the second i'm done running like i that's washed from my fucking brain you know? <laughs> like, like i mean I, I like it well enough you know and i'm enjoying myself and I think you should I'm start enjoying... journaling about running no I've, <laughs> I've never been a journaler regardless so i don't uh, yeah apparently yeah apparently i need to have head material for when the Fake coach is talking to me. So I, <laughs> it's I like, think that's it, like like an, it's an interview do, question
1: you weren't prepared for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just like, like, huh? What is I my mean, greatest running weakness? I haven't. I was um... almost
0: like, I was kind of almost like, I was kind of almost like, oh man, maybe it's not too late. I could hit stop on this one and download a different one. Maybe I'll know the <laughs> answers like, like obviously, it's supposed to kind of, it's supposed to like get you so like you spend less time like sitting there thinking. Because
1: yeah, I was no, thinking and about that, this, and that works. I was about this last
0: night. I was thinking about this last night dude i was like i was like man i guess it didn't really hit me until last night you know and i was thinking i'd just been running 30 minutes for that three miles or whatever i'm like i'm gonna have to run for that marathon i'm gonna have to run for like four and a half hours straight probably that's like a long car ride to me i get bored on car rides that long yep. i'm like dude i'm gonna just run and like think, It and took less time than I'm that for us to drive to, to about.
1: <laughs> It took less time for us to drive to Indianapolis and stop at a Culver's.
0: I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to write down like a million things to think about before I get out there, like yeah. just so I could stay sane. I might lose my mind. Listen, maybe are you gonna
1: listen, are you I, listen to a book. Do people
0: do that's, that? kind, of what I was think, that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking. That's kind of what I think
1: That's the doing. best idea I'm that like, I have.
0: I'm like, I might have to just like put on podcasts or something when I'm out there. Cause like, that's the only way it's not going to feel like 90 years. I mean, I was like, I was, I was like, seriously, like, oh, I did not think about that part. I was like, cause I was like, you know, I'm like looking at the training plan and it's like, you know, in three weeks from the first week. So we'll say in about a month and a half where I'll be, I have to run for an hour straight. And it's like, I'm like, thinking about that. I'm like, man, dude, I'm going to have to like, I'm gonna have to like do make sure I do that at a time it does. like that's getting to the point that's so long that's like gonna start conflicting with things <laughs> like you know and I'm like because I always you know I always consider myself a distance runner and when I'm thinking about it I'm like man I've never really ran I mean I've run <laughs> with a group of people for like 45 minutes or so but like all my races I've ever run like I said I've basically done with them in 20 minutes like so <laughs> you know i was running more or less full out like and it was just over and i'm like and i'm like thinking about it, i'm like dude this is like this is like i'm about to have to run for like a car trip if someone invited me on i would probably pass on half the time like yeah i like, mean no man i'm not I driving that's, four, the five of,
1: hours. that's the beauty of soccer is that like uh like at soccer practice we would like run three miles before practice and then you basically just run the entire practice <laughs> You know, but but you yeah. don't you you hate the the part where you have to run three miles in twenty minutes, but then like the rest of the running, you don't really notice because you're just like running after a ball.
0: It's yeah, stupid. yeah, it's they, way stupid. That you're evaluating stuff. Your brain is stimulated. That's like that's always been the hard part about running to me is that it like that's why I switched in my mid twenties to riding a bike because like the scenery changes faster. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's also my mind is more. Stim- <laughs> You, could also you can't
1: like, I mean, I guess, unless you started right, yeah. doing like, um, started doing like running, uh, parkour.
0: Just, like, and you can stretch and stuff. Like you can go you know, and bars for a second. You know, you can kind of like, you can kind of move around. You can switch it up. Like running is just like the same fucking motion <laughs> and the same scenery for like ever. And yeah, so yeah, last night I was like thinking about it, like, man, I'm going to really have to like get ready for that part. And come up. I'm like, you're saying, like you suggesting, like, do you listen to a book or something? I'm like, I might have to do, I might, might throw on Moby Dick or something, throw on a mystery, maybe, yeah. maybe throw a little Agatha Christie in there. So I'm like, you know, I'm wrapping up, I'm wrapping the mystery up by the time I'm done with this race. The, um, you know, the
1: Blood Meridian maybe on a little the book Dirk, is really Dirk,
0: good. Maybe a little Dirk Pit, a little Dirk Pit on there, Sahara.
1: I don't know, man. You don't I, know I, Dirk Pit? Really? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm advocating for, for Blood Meridian. The guy who does the voices is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's just like, Yeah, you know, well, let me know. He, he's just Let's like, Oh, some you won't old, old cuss. I'm going to kill you, you piece of shit, son bitch. And like the judge rippled <laughs> in the sunlight. He was naked and bald. <laughs> he's just like, Yeah, hell yeah, this is good.
0: I wonder how the, wonder how the Lonesome Dove one is. You know, I'm, I love the Lonesome I don't dog. know. I, I was,
1: I've been trying to do the, the Gravity's I'll just Rainbow just listen one. To the,
0: I'll, just, I'll just listen to the movie.
1: Yeah, Gravity's Rainbow, it's like <laughs> all the,
0: all the ridiculousness the movie, is yeah. just,
1: like, too much. It's, like, too much to hear just, like, yeah. some guy, like, narrate. Like, and he put his throbbing penis into her, and she felt good, and it was warm. And you're like, you know what, man? I don't think I can listen yeah, to I've never this been, to
0: me. I've never been, a, I mean, we used to listen to him a lot in the car when I was a kid, but I, I never really liked the book on tape thing. I'd rather read it in my own voice. Yeah, it can be good, the it's a little weird though. Hands up. Yeah. But yeah, if anyone has any ideas, let me know how you've dealt with the, the tedious boredom of running 26. point whatever miles it is. 3. Um the 3? Yeah, you're going to have to, have to get, get the, the fucking
1: sticker. Yeah, you're going to put that on my car.
0: Sticker. Yeah, I got to get the sticker once if I do it. Which car? Um they i don't know i mean feels on like the that's, CRX. The you that's true it would be funny on the crx cuz the crx is where i stick the stupid stickers for sure yeah uh but it yeah it would yeah i, I yeah I, I mean i almost bought the sticker when i bought the shoes you know just so everybody knows i'm serious about it
1: oh boy um there so, <laughs> so a few things that you've said actually are uh supported by at least what science was a decade ago. Um, Like, even... So if you're, like, even if you're running on a treadmill and somebody sprays, like, lavender spray, I think people, like, Mm -hmm. can, like, run harder and longer just by, like, being stimulated by smelling lavender. Um, So that's weird. Um, And then the other one um, that you... uh, What did you... you, Oh, yeah, the other one is that related to all the autonomy stuff that I did with, like, my thesis... um, we actually do argue that based on data, like if you did start wearing like if you started wearing like a running shirt all the time or like, you know, like uh, like such and such 5k people, be, people will be like, oh, are you a runner? And then you're like, oh yeah, I'm a person who runs. And then you're like, I have an identity as a runner, and that's mirrored back to me by other people because I wear my stuff. Yeah. I put my badges on the wall, and I see them when I come home, and I yeah, think, I oh, hide, that's important I, to me. I, I want
0: to hide that. I want to hide that from most people. Yeah. So, like, you, I, I would so like for you, it's there. like you
1: come home and there's like four cars in your driveway that barely run, and you're like, I'm a car guy.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and you go to the bowling alley it's, and you're covered in grease, and they're like, what have you been doing? And you're like, I've been blowing up my own car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so we'll have to try um i'm still on the fence i might like when i was first starting i was like i'm not doing any of the events because like i especially don't want to do any of those dumbass like 5k to the breweries and all that stuff. To but i mean that's the thing is i'm fine i might try to do a race or something if, if somebody brings one up i'll come come do a shorter race like if it just fits in my training you know yeah um I mean, like obviously, I won't if I if it was like a ten k or something. I mean, like, maybe a, I mean a five k, a five k. Like could getting into in
1: like pace. um, ultramarathon stuff back in the day, and he'd be like, "Hey, oh I'm gonna God, like I'm no. gonna like go to Pekin and like run in the woods for like three hours, and if I don't come home, like send an ambulance." And we're just like, "If you don't come home, you don't come home." Like this is fucking your problem. <laughs> like if you if you die in the swamp in Pekin, like that's on you. Like that's got nothing to do with us. That you're trying to run the, a marathon the ult- in the woods
0: <laughs> the ultra stuff that's that's nuts that like, is... my, my you know stefan you know uh you know stefan bc uh the weed lawyer so?
1: yeah
0: um he's a long time weird twitter he's not really on twitter very much anymore i don't think but, but we're still friends on instagram and i was asking him one time because he runs a lot and i was like oh you ever do like the ultra stuff because he does marathons pretty consistently and he's like like fuck no, dude. I'm not. I'm not deranged. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's a crazy thing. Like, is it really thing. that much
1: more? <laughs> well, I mean, it, you're you're basically at that point you're training your body to go into crisis. But I think there are like physicians well, yeah, that it's like, like it's, argue that you shouldn't even run a marathon cuz you like destroy yeah, your immune system. Yeah.
0: yeah. I I don't know if I will do another one after. I will probably continue <laughs> gonna get to run. You're addicted to it. But I definitely do enjoy. I would probably enjoy more of a race that I could be more competitive in, because I doubt I will ever ever be competitive, in a, and not to say I'm ever going to win anything. But yeah. I'd rather at least still feel like I'm in the fast group or yeah. the faster group. Well, see, that's you know? that's
1: where uh, that's where like mountain biking makes me envious when I see like that people are going on like all the rides and stuff. People go on just always look really fun. Um, like you're doing Mm -hmm. a big workout but like you know you're having fun or like um like my buddy sam is like posting like the races and it's just like everyone's cheering for each other and it's like not really that it's not really that competitive but like you're in a park riding your bike on a course that's mapped out and like you get to feel like you're you're doing something and you're you're elevated beyond the average person riding around the neighborhood yeah um, that does seem like a cool place to get i mean
0: honestly i'm gonna right keep now, doing but... it because the the dog likes to do it so yeah, i'm enjoying the time with the dog it is fun to go take the dog running like it, that is something i guess if you want to talk about like how you want to you know make yourself appear away i do like being a guy who runs with the dog who runs forever like it would be cool to have the guy who like runs 10 miles with his dog every week Mm. like that, that that feels like a good mid '30s vibe
1: oh, i was thinking it sounded like a like a 60 year old retired army guy
0: well okay you know maybe <laughs> there's different slices of life oh, okay. that you can sure. take a piece of at different times of your hunger <laughs> um, oh
1: yeah i've just been doing i uh i i got a pull-up bar and uh yeah. doing pull-ups and push-ups and uh I don't really want to run. I don't think because my knee, my knee is not happy about it. Yeah, Um, I might try to do like uh, just get the rope out and just do that. That could probably help my like hamstrings and knees, and also just like be enough cardio. Um, Yeah. And I'm like fine to get really, really really hot, but like in my house, yeah, I need to do that as well. Um, And then I also got. I I haven't had one of these in a long time. These like gyro balls for like your forearms and wrists. Um, so I'm just like, well, if I'm doing all this pull ups and shit, then I can do this. Have you ever seen these or used these? No. It's so, like the ball, the ball in the center spins, and then once you start like rolling your wrist, you basically just like supercharge the thing, but it creates resistance. So then you can like you can just your... off, can you? Well, I mean, <laughs> it don't get that hard. Um, but it's like <laughs> it's it actually, I mean, it's like this is um uh, this other than this or like the the rod where you like roll a weight up um with like your foot with your hands to like work your forearms uh, mm. but I'm gonna try to do work on this for a while and see if I can't um, do that and then maybe yeah I should probably do some yoga get some stretching back in I, I yeah. want to get my disc golf form cleaned up I want to be able to go and play a big disc golf weekend and not feel like I'm tired uh, but I also like, yeah. want to throw better yeah. and harder and like not even do I just want to throw further but I just want to like Um, if you want to throw straight, you have to be able to control your core in such a way that you control your follow through or you can't throw straight. And that's the main reason that beginners can't throw a disc golf disc straight is because, uh, they don't use their core and they just whip it around with their arms. Like, it's like a Frisbee you get from the bank. Um, and so I would really, yeah that's kind of,
0: that was kind of, yeah. Another goal you speaking of that, speaking of that. Yeah. It was just like, if I bowled four or five games for a tournament, I was fucking drained. And it's like, sure. man, I need to like, I need to supplement this because like, cause yeah, like you're saying, it's the same thing. Like I start to, you know, get inaccurate shots or not throw it the way I want yes. because I'm just not strong enough. And uh, so, yeah. So yeah. So, yeah that, about that, the, that, that, about that, the 14th
1: that's, hole, I just like throw one into a field. Yeah. and I'm just like, I don't even fucking care. <laughs> that's not even my problem. right Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's tough when you get to that point when you're just like, oh, like I, you know, I'm not doing well, so I can't even get the endorphin rush to like make me feel less tired. And yeah, it, it's a tough scene when you're trying to trying to do something physical like that. So, well, that's good. It sounds like as summers hit, the hobby pervert boys have started, you know, to we're like back. embrace. No, we'll hot never boy, be down again. Hot boy summer. <laughs> yeah, we'll never
1: be. Uh, yeah, what is shit? that? I mean, we're it's getting uncle- fucking
0: yoked. It's it's, um, hot, it's hobby perverts. Yoke. Hot uncle,
1: hot uncle summer is here.
0: <laughs> I, I got to be out there in the fucking cutoff jeans, shirtless, yeah. waxing the GR, waxing the Miata. Yeah. And I mean, if we're yeah, if we're like have a leathery tan
1: embarrassing, like a lot more of my shirts fit tight than I would than I would care to admit. And, uh, you know, I just got to get some of my favorite shirts back this summer, you know?
0: yeah I feel you on that one, yeah for sure. Just, I started drifting into the large and in thirty four waist yeah thirty I am afraid I don't wanna to lose too much weight because i want i don't wanna buy new pants
1: but... well, yeah, well i mean for, i think like uh I always like my ideal is just like fucking like um original series Star trek Shatner, just like looking like a fucking barrel like yeah yeah i yeah.
0: just want to like, look like i just want to look 60s like '60s dock dock worker
1: yeah it, yep mm-hmm. yeah just a fucking yeah just a guy that like uh has some beer fat and uh can lift some stuff and work a hard day but like you know not a big deal to exactly. him he's not he's not going to the gym who the hell has time for that
0: exactly exactly gyms are for hamsters
1: <laughs> oh man <laughs>
0: Um, you, yeah. you gotta use the world. The world is your gym, as my coach in the Nike app would say.
1: Oh, that's sick! Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I actually, I wish he hasn't said it
0: yet, yeah, but I'm sure he'll say something like, "I that, wish
1: so. I was more like that." Like my um, my buddy Red, a himbo, home.
0: Is this the workout himbo?
1: No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. Red, Red is like Red is like a gamer, and I, and, and I think also like a, a machinist. But when we go play disc golf, he'll be like that tree looks really good to climb and he'll just like go climb the tree for the next 20 minutes. And we'll just like sit around and smoke hitters together and like watch red climb a tree. But like, he's just like, he has that in him that like, uh, gravity is oppressive to him. He like needs to overcome it. Um, but it's great. It's the, if word of advice, uh, if you are going to build a disc golf crew, you need one, crazy ass white boy who loves to climb trees and will go into the river without question because you're going to lose your disc. and if you have one crazy ass boy who will climb a tree or go into the river you will never lose a disc uh, and you'll also never get really wet the time that I went into the river like two months ago I went into the lake at wildlife prairie park uh, I got tits to eat. Um, and it was really funny I mostly did it for the bit Um. But I didn't take my top off. and I should have popped my top. It was like barely 40 degrees. And uh, I was pretty cold for like the next two hours. It was wet and cold and not playing well because I was also very tired. Um, And uh, Red would have done it better for me and he would have actually got the disc. I did not get the disc. I just got really wet and cold. Um, But there is a video of my fucking butt cheeks. So that's funny. So, so
0: I don't um, need that. No, I don't need that one. Suffer for the
1: art. Um, I've got a fat ass actually. So,
0: yeah. Well, on that note, why don't we uh, cut to this uh, delightful interview that you did earlier, and uh, that I was unfortunately uh, swamped with yeah. PRs instead of getting <laughs> to do. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, gonna... We will be uh, we will be back with uh, my good buddy Chris after this. got lost in some sort of uh chaos uh he's he's gone we lost him we have no idea where he is uh but i am here with my my good friend, uh my former college floor mate uh my buddy chris pennant um chris hello welcome you are a you're a busy
2: man I guess you got to stay busy, um, especially when you're you're not working a nine to five. So you got to piece together bread as much as <laughs> many different ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know how that goes. I, uh, I've i been rinsing and working on tie-dyes for the past couple hours. So uh, great. What a great chore it is to make ends meet when the ends uh, will never meet.
2: <laughs> I swear. I swear, man. <laughs>
1: Well, what's been going on, man? You've got uh you have got this the CHGO uh Sky Podcast. You're do you have the Skyhook podcast still? Um you've been involved with roller derby. Um you've been on Jeopardy, like you've been you've been uh doing a lot of stuff. Um and uh and if I don't see you at, at freelance wrestling or outside the liquor store, it seems like you're always doing something what's
2: what's been going on man how you been staying so busy well uh the skyhook podcast is probably first and foremost uh a label of love mm-hmm. with uh myself and my co-host james k the founder of the podcast we both started doing uh shows or podcasts on the sky and he reached out to me around the outside of the pandemic when the league was figuring out that they were going to go down to florida sure and asked if i wanted to come on with them and i said yes pretty much because he seemed like an honest and, and earnest and stand-up guy and he's been all that and more love doing the sky hook always loved doing it uh this is our third season together and it's been fantastic uh the chgo show Uh, There's a lot of there's a lot that that went into that me getting on there and a lot of controversy around it. And for for good reasons. uh, But it's been fun doing the show, especially with, again, the co-host. I'm always going to give respect to the people who work the shows with me uh, alongside me. And Stephen Garner has been fantastic. Uh, We had Katie Duffy on, who's an intern for The Sky works at Stadium and NBC Sports Mm -hmm. producing there. And they're going to have a lot more guests this summer. So the WNBA, once the summer hits, WNBA is, is one of my main focuses along with the Windy City Rollers roller derby. It's really just about not wanting to stay inside, you know, <laughs> you come up as a kid and you want to go out. Yeah. Um, if you're an extrovert and you just want to be outside the house when the weather gets nice. And even if I'm in transit from place to place, there's still the joy of, of the liminal spaces uh, whether it's being on the train or the bus or on mm-hmm. divvy bikes, uh, just walking down a path. It's fantastic. So it's I don't it's almost like how could I not? How could I not be doing stuff? How could I not be playing <laughs> softball? How could I not be doing all these things? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah,
1: well that's that's great. So I mean it's yeah, it's there are so many um and you know, it's like just contextually it was like we'd always go to get lunch or dinner with you and like you would know everybody on the way to and from right the the dorm and and you know stop and chat with everybody um and almost always in involved in in sports in in some regard uh from uh trombone you play trombone right in the band from playing trombone in the bradley bands um what was the group you guys had? I remember I I ran sound for you guys on, like, the 24 Hours of Music once.
2: Oh, yeah. That was uh, – um. so my, my guy from high school, Danny Lepatka, I've been playing with him for a while. We played in a ska band in high school, and then he – when he got to UIC, <laughs> he was branching out, and he wanted to do some of that. But um, it was around that time that uh, Kids These Days was, was getting big with Vic Mensa. Uh-huh. And one of those guys uh, was at a UIC with him that played in that band. So he started the uh, Chicago Beat Ensemble and had me out front like doing lyrics. And you know, I am not a lyricist on the level <laughs> of
1: anybody's
2: <laughs> quality, but it was a lot of fun to do that with him because he and so many of the, the people that we had in the band were such quality musicians. Yeah. It was just cool to be on stage with them, especially at my school. At, like 24 hours of music. I know that's... It's such a it's a, lot a lot
1: wild thing. Have. It's a wild thing. But
2: you, oh god, it's so much fun! Like it really is. I'm a night owl anyway, and just to be up all night, watching music or, or being up on stage, it was so dope. I I missed that. Yeah, night. yeah. Every spring, I missed that.
1: I had the um. I was running the soundboard for the like. Four or five a.m. to like eight or nine a.m. shift. Um, which was just a a wild experience because it's like, it's like 6 AM and then like a praise band of like high school kids. And then like a 34 year old guy who's reading scripture rolled out. And I was like the only person on the board. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, this is wild to me. I'm not awake. And then like from there, it was like, there were two, there was like a guy playing a banjo and a guy playing a guitar together and uh, on the soundboard, like, coming right through the mics, like, they sounded so good. Like, I wish I was recording it. Like, they were sounded killer. Like, it was just, but it was just such a wild strain, like, from that. And then, like, I, I think you guys might have been in the morning. I, I thought that I had you guys, but I might not have. It, I mean, it just was a blur. But it was just, like, such a wild and confusing two hours of sleep to, to go out. In the middle of the campus and run a a pa for a variety show that really was wild
2: (laughs) like there there was so much different stuff like i had that um i had that beat ensemble slot and then my guy chris would always do the we called it he called it flat billed hats and that was just because all of us are wearing Mm -hmm. you know like baseball caps and we would just play a bunch of covers. Yeah. And so we, we just brought on anybody who wanted to be on with us, pretty much. And as long as you were wearing that hat, you were in the group. <laughs> uh,
1: did you pick up members was, from the crowd just already wearing hats?
2: <laughs> I know we brought in my friend Ashley because she's a like fantastic singer. Um, when one one year we were in uh, the new gym, uh, Markin. Or right. The new gym, not the Markin gym. Um, Cause that one, there's still photos of that one up, and we sang. Um, oh, it was a Radiohead track, and she blew it away. But I was just like, "Oh shit, we're doing this." No, no, I know what it was. She sang a punk off that first Vampire Weekend album, <laughs> and it was off the hook. Like, <laughs> you you just got to be you for you just got to be you on campus and just just fuck around for however long. Yeah. Oh, overnight or when the sun was coming up you know
1: i still think of i mean i still think of the um um the bsa the black student alliance did did that like variety show and i worked i worked the audio for that one year and um one of the groups i can't remember her name she was in all my psychology classes too um but she and some of her friends did the like um uh did the did this full dance um trying to think of what the um if it isn't love oh nice they they and and have you seen that video the new edition It uh if it isn't love video they like no, it's like know, it's like know. so it's like the video i like know it by heart now because they like played it <laughs> like 10 times in a row to practice but i know the dance now be from just like watching them and having to reset their cd 20 times but it's like the they have like a manager who isn't jamie fox but looks like it's his cousin and he's like, oh, you guys don't you guys don't know how to do the dance, and you're never going to, like, make it to the top. And so he, like, leaves the room in this warehouse they're renting, right, like classic lofted New York warehouse, but he locks them in right. there. And they're like, what the hell? What's going on? But then they have to take their 80s sweaters off and get down to their tank tops and look hot because they've <laughs> got to start nailing these moves, and they're, like, tripping and falling and getting the moves wrong and stuff. Uh, but whenever that song comes on, I, like, hear the little... Like I, I, it's in my head um those i mean it's i don't know if if you're out there and you are uh still young um god bless you um get involved in college radio and see if you can like work uh sound and theater and like weird stuff just like see some funny shit uh oh,
2: that's dead serious like, yeah getting out of class not just doing the that was the thing about Bradley. It seemed like everybody was doing something. Like yeah, you weren't. Nobody was just going to class and hiding out in their room. Were you on the edge? Were uh, you on the radio? Yeah, yeah. I had the Sunday night seven to nine slot. Okay. And um, I just assumed that you so did. I, I
1: assumed there was no way you wouldn't.
2: <laughs> I was like, I came on and I wanted to do radio, and it was just um, they just changed the radio TV major to, um, sports multimedia. Do they add no, sports they, they, communication they didn't by have then? the... No, they, they didn't add it before oh I, I graduated. So I was like right in between probably the times that I would have been really, really good and learning the stuff that I really wanted to. But I'm not to say that I didn't. There were a lot of great teachers that I had in the yeah. film department. But the Bradley Student Radio, I picked up bands that I still listen to, mm-hmm. um, I've gotten to see live just by, but I got actually got to see one of them at. Um, Oh, uh first word, uh, on Milwaukee oh, okay. a couple weeks ago. And that was off of a, an album that I picked up at, at Open House at Bradley off of the student radio station. Wow. But yeah, that was that was an experience in itself. Like What's Good Radio started there and that's been the name of my, my podcast ever since then that I've done on my own. Mm-hmm. Just like took it from there.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, it's it's I mean, that's such a fun thing to be able to do. I mean, especially in the in the sense that like it's I mean, obviously, the the ability to try to do these things now is, you know, you can pick up a, a couple bits of equipment from the store and, and start trying to record things on your own. Um, but, like, most of us didn't go to high schools where they would, like, have a radio station or teach you how to operate equipment or do things like that. Like, when you're watching a movie... Uh, is even like a millennial onward and they're like oh the AV club it's just like what the fuck is that like right. nobody nobody taught any of us how to operate equipment or like you know i mean we had like an electronics class but like i didn't take it i never nearn- learned how any of that worked um it just is all nebulous stuff um and it's cool to be able to to get to to mess around with those things um but like i mean i think the thing that's that i that i always have appreciated you know that, like with you is that you just like have You, you have been, you know, involved in so many different pursuits. Like you love staying busy. You're doing all these things, but you like, you like, uh, but like, I think the culmination of that, like the hat on that is like that you made it through like the testing and made it through everything to like actually get on an, an episode of Jeopardy. Like. That to me is just like what better culmination of somebody being like a Renaissance man of of being in and around shit than <laughs> than being on on the show about knowing as much as you can about anything. I mean, how the how does that happen or like what is what is that like to go through that process? Because I know people who have tested before and actually through being on Twitter um You know, not to make not to bring you down, but like there are like six or seven people on Twitter I know who've been on Jeopardy. (laughs) Just like people on Twitter love getting through.
2: (laughs) It's wild. It was wild realizing that, like how many people have actually been on Jeopardy. And when you think about it, a show that's gone that long in its current form that always has three people on every day Mm -hmm. and two of those people are new. Yeah, of course there's gonna have been thousands of people who have been on Jeopardy, you know? Like it it runs every day for uh for a season. But like,
1: it's still an insanely small amount of people. <laughs>
2: for how many people play for
1: how many people play Learned League and how many people go to trivia and how many people want to think that they know a lot of things. I mean, it's still like I think a lot of people will be surprised that like actually getting through the test and and getting on. Um
2: but But like, what was that? Are you on Learned League? Is that what you're saying? No,
1: no, 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 no. My buddy, my buddy, Mike, um, who I worked with, would uh, he would like send us all the questions every day and try to get us to like piggyback on it. So he had like his own bootleg uh, or he was taking down the questions and he was sending them to us and then seeing if we could get them right, you know, but like I never I never had that like because I I don't I don't want to feel stupid first thing in the morning. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I don't know shit about French history. Like, uh, they, like, they when did they make beef Wellington? That's all I care about. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's none of my business, honestly. <laughs> you know, I I don't have a lot of the background like literature, the Bible, uh, ballet, all those things. But I mean, I can I can guess along and and feel good and you know, typical company, but there's just a level of, I think there's a level of like penetration knowledge that you just have to have so broadly to get there. Like, did you study up on that or?
2: Oh, no, I did. I did. And that's why when, when people say um, like, what you know, how did you you get on Jeopardy? I'm like, I lost Jeopardy is the important part to me. (laughs) I, I lost Jeopardy and that, and I was very confident going in because it was, it had been something that I for sure wanted to do mm-hmm. for years. Like I was always a trivia person. Um, as long as I can remember, me and my mom would watch game shows. We we watched a lot of Wheel of Fortune. Oh really? Okay. When I was when I was young, that was where I really. I actually
1: like, suck oh, at Wheel of Fortune. First, I have no idea why.
2: It got tougher now. Like let it. Yeah. No, dead ass. It got a lot. Tougher
1: yeah. Now, I, I I feel better um, about it once I like gave myself like the carny brain understanding, which is just like. All of these are something that they can turn into marketing. So it's like we're going to Hawaii. Like we are buying mortgage or uh, leasing a brand new car. Like everything is like something that they could get you to spend <laughs> thousands of dollars on. Like it's not just like you know, oh, it's kitty corner to something. It's it's literally just like remortgaging your home, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I didn't, oh, I shoes right there, I missed it. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> like yeah it's just like what are the phrases now and it's like i think the the phrases that i i was used to then are i don't know i don't know i was watching one day at um at there's a there's a jewel up in like the west loop okay yeah and a bunch of people would hang out there because there's a bar and they would watch it's like oh this is the this is the wheel of fortune crowd and i was like oh okay sweet i'm done <laughs> with that and i realized this like man I am not as good as this as I used to be yeah um, but jeopardy some of jeopardy was just first round initial jeopardy off of the stuff that I known as I, I have a memory that's good for trivia I don't I don't know exactly what it is but mm-hmm. there's a lot of retention yep and I got lucky on a on a category that had to do with sports that I got myself in the game and established the lead, and then the second round hit, and I'll tell you this, I had moved that weekend. We filmed on a Wednesday at the beginning of August, and the end of July was was my day to move out, so I moved out into my new place, like, Sunday and into Sunday night. Monday, I woke up early because my roommate was moving in, and then I had to catch the flight out to Los Angeles that night, Oh my and they had an overnight layover in Las Vegas. There were no direct flights out to L.A. And there was a spirit flight, too, so you know it's not. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you're not the biggest boy, but you're I, tall. That's a yeah, tough— Yeah, no, you, you get
2: it exactly.
1: And and there's no way, even if even if you are not um, becoming sinful in Vegas, you do not rest there.
2: The energy and is— I got, I got lucky. <laughs> the energy is the energy I, is I because, um, yeah, and I wasn't going to go into the city. That was the thing. I was like, well, I'm not going to sleep in the airport. And i got lucky because my friend had gotten married earlier th- last year and he a friend of his from back in the day south suburbs had moved out to las vegas so i hit him up i was like hey can i stay over at your place in that at night and then go back to the airport in the morning he's like yeah so he put me up in his house which was great I got to sleep in a bed in a room but it's still like sleeping in a room that's unfamiliar to yep. you and you're, yep. you want to make sure that you don't go like deep sleep and miss the miss your alarm and miss the flight and so I didn't really sleep that much while i was there and then i got out to los angeles and my guy who had gotten married lived in la so i was like hey can i post up on your couch and that was cool too but it was kind of the same thing just like couldn't really sleep couldn't get the temperature right and so when i got on the show i was running on probably like six hours sleep in the last three four days yeah and when double jeopardy hit I just hit a wall. Yeah. And some of the stuff that probably would have come easier if I was really thinking about it that I got in on, I just bricked. Yeah. And Martha, man, Martha Bath, she was, <laughs> she was killing. Martha <laughs> was stone cold killing. She was a uh,
1: Oh, man. And she had
2: a great story, too. So it was it was no shame losing to Martha. She was great. But I, yeah. I still tell people, they're like, you're a bit on Jeopardy. I was like, I lost Jeopardy. That's what happened. I lost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so hard on yourself, though, man. I mean, even... Even getting there is just, it's, um, people say they want to be sapiosexual. I was joking about this this week, right? You know, it's like you want to be sapiosexual. My man, my man was on Jeopardy. That's like, that's like the swimsuit edition of, of being, of having his hot mind, right? <laughs> Try
2: it. People say it. I, I, I think I got on there because I was on the, the Chase. That was the first game show I got on. Oh, okay. My, my partner at the time. Yeah. My partner at the time asked me some trivia question about the Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians at that, at that year. And I was like, no, I think it's this. Why'd you ask me that? That's interesting. And she told me, like, I applied for this game show. And I was like, oh, I know that show. Cause they have been on game show network mm-hmm. and they were, I didn't know that they were doing a new version for ABC. So she kind of suggested I put in and I, I was like, Hey, I put in and I got on. And it was just, I thought it was lucky. I did really well on the test. And I had done the jeopardy test for years all through college. Yeah. Like, I would make sure to remember the date and do the online test and never got a call back. So I got on the chase because pretty much they needed more people to film. And it was a rush process, like from end of July to August. And I got out there and the two people on my team, uh, fantastically smart, just so, so, so good. And it was, I think uh, one of them had been on Jeopardy and uh, the other one got me in Learned League, and I'm pretty sure just by the fact that it was like, oh, yeah, because all the p- producers I talked to, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he's great. And I'm pretty sure that's why I got on Jeopardy. But,
1: <laughs> I mean, it, honestly, it's like, uh, it. I mean, if you were a producer on some type of game show, you would just have a list of callbacks for people who had been on Jeopardy. and Just be like, just call them in. I mean, it's there you go. Like, that's your booking getting into wrestling is like carnified my brain. Just like, just like, who was that? was that woman on Jeopardy last week? The one who said that thing wrong, get her on here, get her on here. She hadn't, she had that snafu. I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the woman you had. So you had a moment, uh, you got to talk to, or at least tweet at Dale jr. From your, from your appearance. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, even though yeah. you lost, you did get to have a little part of a viral moment with Dale jr. Which is pretty sick. Um, there was a question about his driving, and uh, I forget what the what the answer the the person gave. You probably know though.
2: No, this is funny. Is I just pulled up because there's a Jeopardy archive that has the answers and the responses for every single um, one, every category. Oh,
1: so you could you could like download it and run it for your training.
2: Pretty. And yeah, so a lot of what I did was go back and look at this archive and see what the questions were and see how many I was getting. And I I came into it confident because I was doing really well on Double Jeopardy, which is why it was just so like, ugh, like how did I lose that on this? There was a there was a Western category that I got um pretty well in. But if I had gotten a <laughs> couple more try not to try not to go back and really think about this as much. Um, But yeah, uh, Martha, Martha's of a certain generation, you know, so the the question came up and it was like this NASCAR Prince drove the number eight car and she said Richard Petty, which if you don't watch NASCAR, but you know (laughs) what you know, I get that answer. Yeah, it's it's it's
1: like Russian ballet and everyone's just like, oh, what's his name? The one guy we know (laughs) It's like you say the one name, you know, for the for the context like that's that's why people pick those categories. They're like, I can say like Dale Earnhardt. But I, I right. may not know he has a son.
2: <laughs> I mean, I was like, I knew I knew that was, you know, it was Dale Earnhardt. I, part of me was so, like, punchy, like, giddy. I thought Dale Earnhardt Jr., and then I thought of Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jr., the bad. <laughs> and I was like, no. Because they tell you, do not say anything that could be construed as different. So, because otherwise you're going to get it wrong. I was like, oh, OK, OK, OK. got to be cool. But I wanted to be like Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they'd have to go into the producers who's just like, don't give him that. Don't give him that. There's not a there's not a third one yet. Obviously, in car Twitter, the uh, that started circling around where she she got that wrong and then um dale jr eventually replied and then you got to hit him with the reply like i got you i got that right (laughs) so
2: i mean i was it it was it was funny just because like he he caught wind of it and responded because i've never been a huge nascar guy but he seemed like he seemed like he rolled with it well and i was yeah i was like man you know that's, that's dope um yeah
1: i i have i mean recently been watching it a lot more and i actually am now at a point where i'm like an, the average nascar race is more exciting than formula one especially in the sense that like the the red bull car is going to be like um Checo is 20 seconds out but then by the end of the race like max is 40 seconds ahead of him and it's just like that's not actually really that interesting but then like in nascar they like have yellow they have like yellow flag 10 times in the last 5 laps and have to just keep trying to restart and keep crashing each other and then somebody who was in 20th ends up winning because he's the only guy whose car runs and is just like all right well this is great like this this is this is way more fun <laughs> to watch this happen no, it's for sure. it's been i mean it's the the races have been pretty fun um they've had some fist fights um some the type of stuff you like to see that's just entertaining i just <laughs> Like I said, getting into wrestling has just made me, like, realize, like, that it's, like, if we're going to live in a world where, like, everything is this carny bullshit, then just, like, slop it on heavy. You know what I mean? It's like this make a horseshoe sandwich out of it. The The famous Illinois sandwich, if you're not familiar, is uh, Texas toast. Oh. Texas toast shit. covered in a protein, covered in French fries, covered in, like, a roux-based cheese. And it's just, like, it's slop and it's heavy. But, like... If you're going to eat a shitty hamburger and get that much sodium, you may as well be eating buffalo chicken tenders covered in fries and cheese. Like, at that point, <laughs> just take it. Just take the fucking slot, man. Like, more things should just be WrestleMania. Like, when they're like, oh, you know, b- basketball players shouldn't taunt each other. They should taunt each other a lot more. And they should be allowed to fight sometimes. Like, who gives a shit? Like, none of those punches hurt. They're just throwing wild haymakers. It doesn't matter, man. Like, what are we there to do? We're there to have no, fun. We're there to have fun. I'm not going to, like, people aren't going to, con- like, cancel their Salesforce contract if Salesforce sponsors the All-Star Game and there's a fight. Like, oh, my God, the Facebook's brand is down this week. Like, no one's going to stop buying Elantras because of, you know, yeah, I don't know. Like, if like what 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 happens? I mean, if um, back when Blake jumped over that Elantra, like, what happens if he didn't make the dunk? Like... That's more risky than oh God. S- something yeah. actually bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Like, What if, what if Blake trips on the car?
1: <laughs> like the body panel falls off, like takes the mirror off with his foot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, like all the narratives are just so funny anymore of just like the, the pearl clutching and things like that. Like pimp your home run, man. Just pimp your home run. That's what we're all no, here for. Like you
2: got to go for it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, like, talking about that, it's just, like, the silly thing is is there's still people who, like you said, are pearl-clutching, like, oh, how could they possibly dis- disrespect the game? And that's the stupidest thing I've heard. Like, I, I know that And you talk about wrestling. I think people talk about people, uh, the wrestlers who who've come up in a certain way or, or how they act behind the scenes or, or disrespecting the business. And I know res- wrestling is still insular. You have to... Mm-hmm. Um, you have to really come up and, and put in work.
1: Pay your like, pay your dues.
2: Like what is what did this business do to people? Like how many wrestlers died young? Like oh my god, so many. Do we so really many. want to see these guys working when they're sixty five? We we don't necessarily need that. We don't necessarily need cats to be working every day, three hundred and sixty four days a no. year. No, no. So yeah, like, I'm. I thought about it and I was like, if you've got to go, if if good guy if cats want to go part time. Let them go part time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm let them go part time and it'll be fine.
1: Like I it sucks sometimes to be like, oh man, the um Roman Reigns isn't gonna defend his belt every week. But it's also like I also am like good for that man to like and Brock Lesnar for that matter to be like just taking money off of the McMahon family and being like, I'll show up every <laughs> other week, I'll walk out there, and I'll make fun of some fans, and I'll go home and then like when you have the biggest show of the year, maybe I'll work. Maybe I'll fuck my back up then. But I also respect, like, there are people that go out and, and grind and work a hundred and some matches a year on the indies to get that chance, you know? And that's the thing that sucks about WWE is that at this point, rather than, like, some guy that goes to Logan Auditorium or Irving Hall or some an indie or whatever and is in VFW Halls, getting dropped on their neck like they don't care they don't care if you actually understand the business they just want you to like it's better for them to be like oh you were the third string linebacker at maryland we are you're you're an athlete And it's just like okay but like (laughs) people that do indie wrestling were like you know there's a guy who was like a middle tennessee linebacker there was a guy who you know was you know manders was like the walk-on fullback at iowa you know it's just like okay like these they're but they're like going around making towns jumping off of balconies (laughs) i don't know it's just it's a silly thing but it is 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 is. a but it's capitalism you know uh it's the business and and i do understand that it it is harder to make somebody in charismatically interesting than it is to um, teach them how to do a uh um a takeover (laughs) but it's sad it's sad you hate to see it you hate to see it but anyway um i i think that you know it's just like that's i mean still very cool i mean i know you're (laughs) hard on yourself about getting on getting on jeopardy and and getting through but i mean i think that it's it's just such an, an interesting thing and i think that like um through all these things i mean you you know you've had such a um a great ability to like get in on production and, you know, have experience in that and, you know, find your way through all sorts of different ways to, you know, be somebody in media who is bringing things forward. Um, What else are you doing kind of in your free time that's like bringing you joy and, you know, keeping you going?
2: Roller Derby is something i got on in peoria and i've loved it since the first day i saw it at the civic center Mm -hmm. and coaching has been really special yeah announcing is is what i love doing for for that i i grew up wanting to, to be a baseball broadcaster and still do but i will say that being involved with roller derby even on the tough days um just it's, it's weird now because I'm as old or older than some of the people that I'm coaching still sometimes younger than some of the people I'm coaching, but being able to have that impact and know that what I'm saying is getting across and seeing it put into practice and especially seeing just players develop and become more confident in these spaces mm-hmm. is, is a lot of, is really special is a very beautiful thing yeah to see happen and so uh, that's always that's always been great uh, playing softball i'm captaining our, our chicago media league softball team yeah. shout out to chirp the, the chicago independent radio project we're two and oh first time <laughs> first time i think since i've been on the team that we won our first two games in the season oh so nice who you Academy.
1: who'd you smash
2: we played uh, scandal which was an offshoot of uh, the old gapers block team and i think some players on the tribune uh-huh. and then we just beat uh block club block club got a team this year oh, okay. they they're taking the first year lumps you know it's kind of yeah. like moving up from yeah. when, when team moves up from division 2 to division 1 they they got some good players they've got play people who want to play want to keep Club's an eye be on a solid team one to keep I'm an eye sale. on, okay, yeah, okay. keep an eye out for block. They got, they got that Patreon
1: <laughs> money, they're putting it putting in a new facility. <laughs>
2: they're gonna bring in like Ben Verlander or something like that.
1: You know, <laughs> something ridiculous. Uh, bring, br- just bring in somebody from the from the reader, nobody ever knew could hit.
2: Um, and oh, the, dude. did you readers reader is year and year again one of the best teams in the league? Like, I love reading the newspaper. That team is my nemesis. <laughs>
1: That's really funny. Who do they have?
2: Well, it, it's not, um, as far as I know, it's not any of the the, the main writing staff. Like mm-hmm. Maya Dukmasova is not playing on the main reader. Yep. No, uh, no, Leor. Kevin, Kevin Warwick is there. <laughs> oh my God, that would be great. But uh, <laughs> don't, don't bet Jaravsky. Mm hmm. Uh,
1: Mm -hmm. Steve (laughs)
2: Buggiero but it's uh, like uh, my guy Jerry that was actually he was doing roller derby with his partner for a while he usually plays left field for them Um, Brianna Wellens on the reader team she's really solid Uh, Kevin Warwick's their captain and he is like he's like Earl Weaver he's like the Earl Weaver of our our league (laughs) in terms of just like talking to people he's like dead serious and ump you got to give us these calls (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah Warwick is he's the guy that brings it out of you you know so either you can rise to meet them or you kind of or you can get frustrated just because they they play they're a solid team they're they're well coached and they're well they're disciplined they play good defense wow. that's the toughest wow. thing for any any softball team wow yeah
1: that that is true that is the the routine out to uh double air is pretty easy to achieve in that type of competition so
2: yeah you yeah. get it
1: that's that's i mean that's what i always tell people about like um when it comes to like disc golf people are like oh i can only throw like 200 feet and i'm like okay but if you can throw 200 feet straight and do it a couple times you're gonna beat a guy you can throw 400 feet but not straight <laughs> like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really matter if you can do something really cool it's just like you have to consistently be able to be very average Like, that is the level of competition that most of us live at. Like, it's not about, like, being able to bowl one 220 game. It's about being able to bowl two 140s and maybe a 120. And you'll probably beat the guy who bowled 220 and then can't hit 130 again.
2: (laughs) No, it's true. You've got to be consistent. Did you ever do the um, the Fireside Bowl leagues? No. um, I was just talking to one of the guys up there about that uh, a few weeks back because I went up. Uh, way I was going to go in the afternoon, and then I just wasted a lot of time. And then by the time I got there, it was all league play. But I knew him. He owned Town Hall Bowl out in Cicero. Mm. And when I was in high school, we bowled there for sectionals, and we practiced there every so often. So I remembered him, and he let me get a couple of games in, and he was telling me that they're going to start uh, the summer leagues. They probably already started. Yep. But I haven't bowled at Fireside yet. It's. I have this memory of the two thousand seven um, IHSA sectionals for or the the Catholic League sectionals up here, and they did not oil the lands. And boy, there were some there are some really good bowlers out there. <laughs>
1: who struggled
2: to get one forty. Yep. It yeah. was a bloodbath. And yeah. Ignatius somehow made it to uh, the state finals that year, but it was pretty much like. It, Fireside's a funny place, but it's a historic place, so yeah, I, I do want to yeah.
1: play one of those leagues. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not a league to to be in if you're uh, worried about uh, oil patterns. Uh, but it's I I always would look at like the the sheets up on the wall to see like what was going on with like the league the AV club people were in, and just like looking at all those. It's always funny to check in on like the media leagues. So uh, I thank you for sharing what's going on in the softball league because I always think it's funny to see you know who's who's getting their words in and 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 then backing them up on the lanes but shout out to fireside bull i don't care that half the time when i bowled in league there it wouldn't re-rack 10 pins it's not really my problem <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling tiles stopped falling uh when they stopped having hardcore shows in 2005 And uh, it's really just not my problem anymore. The guy that run the guy working the bar is so slow, but you just have to let him be that slow. What are you going to do? And uh, really nothing's better than um, when what's his name? man? I can't think of his name. I think it's Ricky Julio's son that, that runs it. He like he's he's like chilling at the counter and you know the ball gets stuck and then he's just in some jordan slides just like waddling down the gutter to go get your ball out of there And it's just like it's just like where else would you rather be man like this is what this is what you pay for
2: (laughs) and they, they made a point like they bought that old system i was talking to julio about that they bought that old um scoring system he told me where he bought it from too and i couldn't remember but it's just a welcome change from the boleros and the um cardboard cutout alleys that just have their are catering i know you got to do something to make your to make your ends but it's like catering to birthday parties yeah. and other things like that like i had my third birthday party in a bowling alley but it was a bowling alley that was a lot, a lot like fireside they just had the bowling the, the bowling birthday party in there yeah do that at a place like fireside you don't have to make it so homogenized. Right. And that's why I like that place. That's why I like Timber Lanes. Um, yeah, I've never been in Timber Lanes. How diversity many? I still like Diversity Bowl, but Diversity is a, a, a pretty big house. Not like uh, there's some places that I know back in the day had like 45. I think Arena on 103rd has like 48 or something like that. They've got a lot. Uh, but Diversity back in the day on leagues, there'll be Puerto Rican cats in there who have their one bowling <laughs> shoe on their left foot. And then wear like a Jordan 6 on the right, right foot because you didn't need it to slide. Yep. And they, they said at a certain point, you got to wear bowling shoes on the lanes. <laughs> I missed that, man. Those cats, those cats will beat your brains in. They put up 220s like that. And you're like, <laughs> this is doubly embarrassing. Like, you're, uh, you're not following the have bull. You, uh, have you have look you... better than me, and you can bowl.
1: Have you uh have you tried the dragon balls at uh at the diversity? Have I tried the what? The dragon balls? They're like spiced meatballs.
2: Um I I I got a new ball. It wasn't No, no, new no, new no. This
1: is from the this is from the this is from the cafeteria. This is from the, so the concession stand. I... This is a concession item.
2: Oh, oh, no, no, no. They're I called
1: like I... they're called like dragon balls or something, and they're just like I mean, they're horrible. They're just like a grease, they're just like a grease bomb, and then it like felt like they just like they were like over seasoned but then for some reason they had like fennel in them like it didn't make any sense right you know like you know how like the tony's pizza used to have fennel all over it right it was kind of like that um but it was like really spicy and we were like we got to get these this is really funny the dragon balls we were there for a birthday from other people from bradley and um and i think i had a birthday party there two years ago um but anyway we got the dragon balls and they were just a gut bomb they were horrible um, so if you go there and you want to eat, um, get the pizza or um, the pot pie is actually not bad there. They got a good pot pie. It's shaped exactly like a football. The, the
2: food, the prices went up in general. But I remember when I boldly that the food was a lot better. Um, like the food, was, it was just a lot better. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad because I, I worked there for a day. I was trying to see what it was like. When I was, I was like, if I could work in the bowling alley and bowl for free, I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> but I, I, realized it wasn't for me after the night. Everybody who worked there was dope, but I realized it wasn't my place to work. But they all said it's like, yeah, it, you know, the menu. I think just either either the the quality of ingredients that they were bringing in mm-hmm. is just kind of taking a downturn for some reason.
1: Well, for those it, for those types of places. Um... If you have a spot like that that has a kitchen that's like secondary to what's going on, it's it's typically held together by one person. And the bowling alley back home that Adam and I talked about last episode was ran by our friend's mom. and so she like had that menu down. Uh, and then she left mm-hmm. and then the the menu collapsed, and then she opened her own her own restaurant in town. Um, but it's like all those things are held held together by like one person who's actually cooked. The milkshakes and the burger at the, chili, at the Chili Bowl were so good. The fries were good, too. The fries were good, too. Like if you can make a good frozen fry, like that's you deserve to be have high status in this country. Like if you can turn if no you doubt. can to tu- if you can turn Gordon Food Surfaces food into something that I think about after I eat it, and not in a way that I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm dying." Like I think you deserve a medal, <laughs> like like a, like a commendation. You know what I mean? Like we have to celebrate these people. Like there's how many meals do you have that just are like they're just like a chore? We deserve better. I don't no, know. No, it's man. true. We deserve better. The
2: rap used to be really fire. The the rap there used to be really really really, really good, and I think it's. I got it again and it was just kind of it was just kind of okay i don't know what the deal is man. it's it's the luck of the draw you know sometimes things have to change i don't know exactly what they had to do differently there but i hope it i hope it comes back up well, that was a good thing about going going to the league
1: good yeah good eats
2: yeah yeah
1: well man what do you got going on for the rest of your week what's what's the rest of your week what's what do you got going on into the summer
2: uh chicago sky play tonight they got their home opener against the mystics so i'm going out there right after this to cover the game with uh james with steven with all the other erstwhile media professionals Nice. say hi to him on sunday
1: say hi to maggie of course
2: yeah maggie Hendricks is maggie hendrix is absolutely great yeah maggie hendrix is fantastic um They've got another game Sunday, but I have uh, Chicago Union Ultimate Frisbee Team. Okay. Uh, the American Ultimate Disc League. I do that's what I was saying. I do PA for the Union. Oh. And okay. They're looking to rebound after losing their home opener, so I can I'm excited for that. They got Minnesota at uh, 35th in Michigan on the DePaul uh, De La Salle campus. Oh, okay. So if you're ever if look it up, Chicago Union, great games, really good, affordable tickets, VIP packages. And awesome, I I pull out all the stops on PA for that, so <laughs> I doing that. and then our roller derby is going up to Montreal next Saturday wow. for our um, our first official bout of this season. I'm hype. I'm going to. That's get a routine. long travel. I'm going to get Croque Monsieur. We're going to do karaoke. It's going to be fantastic. Awesome,
1: hell yeah, man, that's so sick. Um, how how did I forgot to
2: ask? How did you
1: get from from announcing Derby to, to coaching Derby?
2: the My old team in Peoria, one day somebody said, hey, you know a lot about sports. Do you want to coach us? And I was like, uh, are you absolutely sure? Because is our team is all women. I am 23. I was, I was at that time, I was, <laughs> wait, no, I was 20, I was 24, at that time and i think everybody but one person on the team was older than me <laughs> and i was like i've never i've skated, i've skated like i grew up roller skating but right I've never played the game yeah I'm sure this is gonna work and so they were like no good yeah. and so i've just been learning on the job since then awesome and the lesson i've really learned is that it's not always about the the techniques and plays you, you need to know how to what to say in a situation and what to do But a lot of coaching is just juggling personalities and making sure everybody uh, has what they need and that the team chemistry is on point. It's the team sport.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There is all the cliche of, you know, like, oh, sports teaches people all these lessons and blah, blah, blah. But it's just like there really is something to be said about, like, being in a situation which you are in a lot in your life as you age where things are not going well and the people that are involved are like too overwhelmed to like take a step back and see what's going on outside of it and if you can develop a skill set which is forced upon you by coaching to be like no 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 it's fine we're not on fire we're not on fire and just like cover the smoke coming off of your back and just like keep people (laughs) calm and like when you can do that that's I think one of the most like satisfying things it's like being it do like bullet time and like the matrix right there's like all this shit happening and you're just like it doesn't matter it doesn't fucking matter we just need to get the next point and then we can go from there and it's just like you're like holy shit i like this is like I'm fucking zen buddhism i'm like i'm i'm fucking unlocking something in my brain um so that's cool that's that's awesome that like you've been able to to do that and like honestly like i wish I wish that was something more people had, like, especially when you get into like, the business world. Like, people are like, this thing is happening and it's melting down and we're losing our mind. And it's just like, well, I can tell you that this doesn't matter. Um, and, <laughs> and, like, and we can like step back. Like, all we can do is like send a couple emails. You know what I mean? It's like it, the consequences aren't even like if we're going to lose this game if we don't score in the next possession. Like, it's. <laughs>
2: It's just like we just have to, like,
1: email a different work team and they'll deal with it. (laughs) who cares?
2: And I try to tell people, um, like, I want you to be better around life than you are now. Like, I want you to be a better person when you come out of this. And sometimes it's in a game and people are like, hey, we need need this now. And I'm like, yo, don't rush me. But I I understand that I'm trying to pull myself back to the present. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's winning is great, but it's more. It's always just going to be more important to me, and I think to to the players that I've coached, to want to be there for good things for themselves, yeah, and the people around them, and and that again, special. It's it's really, yeah, really, really beautiful to see that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anything. This is a lesson of life. Anything elective that you're doing, anything that you do not have to be doing. If the outcomes of like winning and things like that are making it so that you don't want to be doing it, you've got to want to do the things you're doing with your free time. Like that's the whole point of this fucking podcast is like if you're going to spend hours and hours and hours of your life doing stuff, you should try to like make it nice for yourself and others. You owe exactly. yourself that before you owe everybody else that. <laughs> but I mean you owe other people that too. Like you know what I mean? Like like we said, like if you're if you're going to bowling league and you can't bowl and you're having a bad time, then just like it's better for you to just quit than show up every week and piss everybody off.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's like if especially if it's you know, either do a rec league if you really want to bowl so you can get better, or just do something that makes you feel better. Yeah. Like don't do something that sucks just because you feel obligated. There's no point in that.
1: No, no, there's plenty of things to, there's better things to suck at. Well, man, it's been good to have you. Um, so good to catch up. I, uh, I can't wait to have you over in the yard. Um, Adrian, Adrian can't wait to um, piece together your high school crew with the Bradley crew. Um, I Probably will see you at wrestling. I think the next freelance show is the 9th june 9th is the next freelance show It is at it is out at irving hall now i think there's some renovations going on at the auditorium so okay um so it'll be out there but uh but yeah let me know if you want to go to wrestling um anything you got to say before you go oh
2: um hey white Sox, pick it up you know
1: (laughs) make it
2: make make us really care again that'll be great man otherwise um every to everybody out there who, who does watch this do yourself a favor and go south of 35th Street to hang. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you might miss out on.
1: That's right. That's right. Where are you going to be this weekend? Where are they going to find you?
2: Um, I'm, I was going to say, all over the place. I, I, um, <laughs> I'm at Memorial Day Barbecue, Sheffield. Sheffield Wednesday's playing the League One final, playoffs yeah. final on Monday. So I'm going to be posted up, I think, at AJ Hudson's on, on Ashland and then Memorial Day Barbecue. Um, and then Saturday. Man, Saturday, I don't like I said before. It's, be out of the house. Going to be out of the house.
1: Yeah, Everton. Uh, Everton either will or won't be relegated uh, on Sunday.
2: Cross <laughs> that they stay up because that, that was a really bad start to the season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was losing my mind watching Newcastle just not score the other night. Um, it was actually fairly incredible that they could not score uh with what they had going on but anyway i want to die so uh up the toffees (laughs) we'll see you soon everybody thank you chris thanks man